Washington's real birthday is the 22nd. Lincoln's birthday is the 12th, so they just split the difference and celebrate it. They're going to start tearing down President's Day. Washington statues because his teeth are made of ivory. So after Trump lawyers won, there's this video of him stealing uh, coasters from inside the courthouse and inside the Capitol. <laughs> Did you see uh, Trump stole the bust of Abraham Lincoln from the White House? No! <laughs> you know, like the famous Abraham yeah. Lincoln bust? They, like, stole it from the White House. Wow. <laughs> That's way different. I thought he liked busty things. He took all the towels. <laughs> oh, Lordy. When I was a kid, was it Todd Barry that has a joke about stealing, yeah, stealing sheets from a hotel? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I rented this room for two hundred dollars a night. Never steal a comforter. I wanted to steal sheets that four thousand people have laid on. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, and Aloha Biscuitiers. Welcome to the Biscuits and Gravy Show. I am Chuck Sauce. He is Vince Fody. We are two Maui comedians broadcasting live. From the Biscuit Bunker. Right here in the bunker, baby. <laughs> Welcome Biscuits to the bunker. and gravy. Welcome to the bunker. <laughs> <laughs> we got cooking, we got comedy, we got conspiracies, and we got it all on KKU, KKU 88.5, the voice of... Wrong. Gravy. All right. Biscuit is right here. Ooh, baby. On the show today, we're going to talk about Valentine's Day desserts. Mmm. Did you eat a lot of heart-shaped food for Valentine's Day, Chuck? Uh, yeah, not enough. My heart wants more heart-shaped food. Mm-hmm. We got to finish today's episode off with a lovely segment we call Chuck Stuff the Knowledge Buffalo. <laughs> Thanks Buffalo for our listeners for all the emails, for hitting us up on BiscuitWars.com. If you have any questions, call us at 808-873-3435. We're not there, but you can talk uh, to Tony, I guess. DJ Tony Tuto. He likes to talk to people. Yeah. So dude. we should let people know that we are two Maui comedians. Technically, mm-hmm. we are comedians. We used to be way more comedians, and now we can't hang out in public, which is not fun. <laughs> well, maybe for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm uh, not so broken. You're enjoying it. life in the bunker. <laughs> I like the bunker life, baby. <laughs> but we are Maui comedians, and uh, we do work with Power Up Comedy, which is the local comedy group here on the island. Serving comedy on the rocks since so 2011. You can follow them uh, on Power Up Comedy on Instagram. That's but you can their handle. Also follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can listen to the show and all the old episodes. And you can also follow us on Instagram. Just search for Biscuits and Gravy 808. Yeah. So you'll find us on Spotify. You'll find us on Apple. You'll find us on Instagram. Biscuits and Gravy 808. Coming up on the show, we're going to talk about Germans stealing kids and selling them to priests in Rome. What do the lizard people want with our adorable kids? Find out Our German orphans? Yeah. What's cuter than a German orphan? Well, they're probably all like fattened up and filled with chocolate. Oh, yeah. If Mm. you're a lizard person, you definitely want to eat German kids. A a little German child? Mm. Mmm. Sounds Mm. delicious. Yeah. And efficient. (laughs) That's right. A little Wiener schnitzel. Today's show is brought to us by Steven Tyler's hand-carved arrows. When you need quality arrows, trust an arrowsmith. I was driving past Steven Tyler's house the other day, smoking a big old doobie, and he gave me the right away. He didn't need to, but he waved me and let me uh, drive past him. And I was oh. like, "What up, Steven Tyler? Your mm. daughter's hot." He's pretty cool. He's a cool, dude, man. Didn't he throw a grape in your mouth or something? It one was time? a chocolate-covered <laughs> espresso bean, <laughs> and he may have thought I was twelve. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's gonna happen. <laughs> 
So did you have a good Valentine's Day? What did you do for Valentine's I Day? I worked all day, and I went home, and I took a shower, and I cried, and I went to sleep. Oh, did you cry in the shower? Yes. That's fun. So no one could cover it up. <laughs> My girlfriend made a really great steak. We like to buy USDA Prime, baby. We bought the whole loin. We cut it up. We cryovac it with a little bit of rosemary and butter. That way, mm. whenever Chuck E. T. wants a steak, we put it in the meat jacuzzi and then just pan sear it on each side. Meat jacuzzi adventures. Have a little meat jacuzzi adventure. You know what makes steak really delicious? What's that? Kerrygold butter. Oh yeah. Yeah. And dude. lots of it. Mm. So your girlfriend took care of you for Valentine's Day? Yeah. Nothing but a big piece of meat from your girlfriend to make you happy on V Day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I had a pretty good Valentine's Day also. No one asked. We (laughs) we just stayed home all day together and cooked dinner together. Mm. Diana got me a giant card. I seen it. Uh, nothing's better than a giant card. It's and if you're a loser and really, have no like one to celebrate Valentine's Day with, give us a call at 808-873-3435. I love that giant card. It's like three feet tall. Yeah. But it's great. It's like it's like one of those cards that you get for somebody who's sick at an office so that like a hundred <laughs> different people can sign it. <laughs> so it makes sense as like a get well soon card. But when it's just a Valentine's Day card, it's just one person like, I love you. I also like <laughs> that she didn't change the size of the font that she uses for writing. It was still <laughs> like Times New Roman 12. It would have fit on a regular card. Yeah. <laughs> but it was... A giant card. Yeah, that's right. Because she loves me so much. Thanks for tuning into the Biscuits and Gravy Show. Coming up on the show, we're going to have spoiler alert. I'm mm-hmm. going to spoil, spoil the movie for you called Kiki's Delivery Service. Oh, the So if Studio you haven't seen it movie. in the 26 years since it's been out, I'm going to ruin it for you. Chuck, you have no idea how much TV I watched this week. Oh, my God. I can tell because your mustache is flattering. <laughs> it's <laughs> You must have never left the house. I watched a lot of TV, even for Vince. This week, Vince, so please. I've got a lot of stuff to talk about for <laughs> for spoiler alert. It's gonna Sweet. be great. Great. Today's show is presented in a part by a lovely endowment from community-minded celebrity sponsors like Helen Hunt's Rifles. Her rifles are as, as good, good as it gets. And also by Benedict Cumberbatch's Pack Mules. Get unencumbered with Benedict Cumberbatch's Pack Mules. Benedict Cumberbatch is in a new movie coming out about this guy in the 1800s that painted trippy dippy cats. The whole movie is about Benedict Cumberbatch painting groovy cats, bro. Painting groovy cats? Painting groovy cats. Mm. Uh, I could see him playing like Salvador Dali or something like that. Mm. Who Salvador Dali designed the logo for Chupa Chups. Did he? You know those those delicious little um, those little lollipops, Chupa Chups? Yeah. Yeah, he designed the logo for Chupa Chups. Lollipop, lollipop, no way. I bet you didn't know that. I didn't know. We tried to get him to design the logo for Biscuits and Gravy, <laughs> but apparently he's dead. Yes, unfortunately. <laughs> um, so today is Tuesday. It's Mardi Gras. It's Fat Tuesday. Yeah, or is the joke I say every year on the comedy show we do, do you Tuesday wanna, night. Do you want to do the joke? Uh, all right, sure. Today is Fat Tuesday, or as my girlfriend says, Tuesday. <laughs> Why did you have to bring the governor into this? She, it's too, it's she's calling me fat. Oh, okay. One. Yeah, <laughs> Governor Chris Christie's in great shape. But it's it's weird because today, usually Fat Tuesday is like, oh great, Lent is finally over. But I I don't even Lent think is when it begins, bro. Wait, what? Is it different in your religion than in my religion? Wait, isn't Fat Tuesday in Catholicism? Fat Tuesday is the day you party, and then on Ash Wednesday, that's when you start Lent. You get your forty days. Oh, wait, so Fat Tuesday comes before Lent? Yeah. 
that's the fat part of it. Oh, I thought and it. I thought it was. Lean. I thought it was after Lent because then you're you're like no, it's Lent, time the party. Lent ends on Easter, and you oh, have a big Easter dinner, and then you have big Easter. Or you food. give up having sex, like that terrible movie, Forty Days and Forty Nights. I don't think anybody's given Josh anything Hartnett. up for yeah, Josh Hartnett. Yeah, I don't think anybody gave anything up for Lent this year. Everybody's like, I can't even. Three years ago, right. the Pope retired. Twenty twenty one gave up Catholicism. Twenty twenty one is already hard enough without having to give up. I don't know meat. I tried to give. Up we gave up civilization for twenty twenty one. I think twenty twenty one gave up on us. Mm-hmm. I gave up caffeine a couple of years ago for Lent, and let me tell you, day four, day five, day six, you start having dreams about Coca Cola. Day eight, day nine, day ten. You start breaking up with your girlfriend four times a day. <laughs> Caffeine's addicting, people. That's Don't it. We're broken up. up for the rest of the day. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm excited because we're gonna have a, a nice big old Mardi Gras dinner. Yeah, man. I'm looking forward to that. We're gonna eat some what some jambalaya. Yeah, dude. Some andouille sausage. Some and shrimps. Also, um, I don't know if you know about this, Chuck, but I learned something that was a little disconcerting recently. About about Mardi Gras. Oh, thank God. I thought it was about me. <laughs> <laughs> I learned something a little upsetting about Mardi Gras. Are you familiar with the king cake? Yeah, I'm all about the king cake. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's delicious, right? I'm the king of king cakes. Um, which is a cake that's usually made for Mardi Gras, right? Yeah, with like a toy inside. Right. Do you know what is traditionally placed inside a king cake? A toy. Not just any toy. A specific toy. No, I don't know. It's... A baby. No way. Who came up with this recipe? Hillary Clinton? <laughs> <laughs> oh, lizard people. Is this some sort of lizard pe- person cake where you're, you're baking a baby inside of the cake? I mean, why aren't we baking babies inside a cake? They're so tender. Know. They are delicious. I mean, we already do turduncans. It's like veal, you know? Yeah. Eating babies is probably like eating human veal. Yeah. That's a modest proposal. I'm sure everybody. they're delicious. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. You've heard of baby making. Now you're going to hear about baby bacon. Mm. Give us your best baby bacon recipe right here on KAKU, KAKU 88.5, the voice of Maui. And if you're a lizard person and you have some good recipes for baking children in the cakes, give us a call at 808 873 3435. All right, now, Chuck. Yeah, dude. It's time to, to pull the train. Into our first stop. All aboard! <laughs> Aloha, biscuit boys, gravy gals, biscuiteers alike. It's time to jump on the gravy train right here on KAKU, KAKU 88.5. The voice of gravy. Of gravy. Now, we're pulling the train in the follow-up junction, <laughs> as is tradition. Uh, follow-up <laughs> junction is brought to us by Gary Coleman's Coal Burning Furnaces. What you talking about, Furnace? Funding for follow-up junction proudly presented in part by Tom Brady's Gravy. All the ladies want Brady's Gravy. And also by Michael Douglas's Fur Burgers. Warning, may cause throat cancer. <laughs> follow-up junction, huh? Are you telling me that sometimes we can't explain things fully on the show, so we need to bring them back and give a little bit of more information? Right, and sometimes there's developments in between weeks. Uh, ooh, so I feel this developed. week, we have a lot to talk about for follow-up junction. Well, last let's give them something to talk about. I don't know if you remember last week. Not at all. I don't even listen to my You're own show. biscuit eater. You're a biscuit eater. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you remember last week, but we were talking about Phoebe Bridgers. Of course we were. Oh, my God, I'm so sorry about <sighs> this, although I was right. So, okay, so there was a little bit of confusion about around Phoebe Bridgers. Yeah. And we were there was a little bit of confusion because uh, we couldn't figure out if she was the one that accused him of something. But it turns out, okay, Evan Rachel Wood 
who's the actress from Westworld yes. on HBO. She was the one that came out and said that she was abused by Marilyn Manson and that he was grooming her when she was he was like 36 and she was 18 or something like that. Hold on. So I shouldn't be giving 14-year-olds gifts and then hitting on them hardcore when they turn 18? No, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, all right. No. You should not be doing that. Okay. So it, it was not Phoebe Bridgers that came out and accused him, but after the whole story broke, Phoebe Bridgers came forward and told her experience with Marilyn Manson, which, which was her there being a teenager and wh- Marilyn Manson, right? She showing w- him she went she went to his house. Room. She went to his house when she was a teenager with her friends, and he gave her a tour of the house and was like, "Oh, and this is my rape room," um, which kind of creeped her out a little bit. Right. And then she stopped being a Marilyn Manson fan. But here's the thing with, with it, and I'm a, you know, I'm sure more evidence is going to come out. I don't want to be on Marilyn Manson's side here. Here's the thing, though, his persona is that like dark, gothic, overkill stuff. You know, right? What I mean? So I mean, like, it could have been one of those things where it's just like, look how edgy I am. Yeah. But also at the same time, now in retrospect, it looks like he it wasn't. <laughs> kind of like Bill Cosby in the 60s had an actual joke routine about giving ladies the Spanish fly. Right. He There was also an episode of the Cosby show where he made his special barbecue sauce. And everyone fell asleep. That made all the ladies fall asleep. Yeah. Uh, so that sometimes people give themselves away. <sighs> Man. It's just not obvious until it's all laid out in front of you. But anyway, uh, Phoebe Bridgers has been on the forefront of the news and all over the internet, not because of what she said about Marilyn Manson, but rather because of the now infamous guitar smash. Which Bro, I took had, forever. I had not seen it when you were talking about it last week, oh, but dude. now I have seen it, and it is just as cringy as you described it to Bro. me. Bro. Yeah, it's like she's trying she to like smash cake, the guitar. Cake is the background band, <laughs> and they're wearing <laughs> glow-in-the-dark skeletons? I don't What's think going on here? Cake. Is it? No one else wears fedoras and has too many horns. It has to be cake. They just looked like cake. And she was wearing the Donnie Darko skeleton thing. (laughs) But here's the thing is, if you're going to smash a guitar, smash a guitar, right? Yeah. But she was not able to smash the guitar. No, she broke the speaker before she broke the guitar. Right. You got to pick the right guitar to smash. It's called a monitor. Like, in the front, when you're giving a live performance, there's speakers in the front of the stage, which are called monitors, Mm -hmm. which the artists use to hear themselves so they can play along with the band. Sweet. And so she was using her guitar, trying to smash it against the monitor, but the guitar was too sturdy and wouldn't break. You know who could break guitars? Who? Every other musician I've seen on (laughs) SNL break a guitar. So, and then, to make things even worse... She ain't Eddie Vedder, bro! You ever seen Eddie Vedder smash a guitar? To make things even... Ruthless! Yeah, because smashing guitars is not something new. So people were like, oh, she tried to smash a guitar on SNL. That was a little extra. Well, it wasn't like she did something that nobody had ever done before. Smashing guitars is an old practice. Yeah, just like smashing pumpkins. It was just kind of lame because she was unable to smash the guitar. Now, I gotta say, in retrospect, afterwards... I got super stoned in my backyard uh-huh. and made myself a nice little pitcher of rum. And I listened to some <laughs> of her albums, and it's pretty good. A pitcher of rum? Yeah. <laughs> Is it, how did you make a pitcher of rum? You just poured rum into a pitcher? Yeah. <laughs> With ice cubes? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I got to say. Sounds like the Rum Diaries. Yeah. Are you Hunter S. Thompson? <laughs> I got half of it right. <laughs> Um, now, to make things even worse, it turned out that the whole guitar smash thing wasn't one of those, like, rock and roll spare of the moment, I'm going crazy type things. 
the whole thing was planned out. And remember when she smashed the monitor and like sparks came out? Yeah. That was set up. The of thing, course it was. It was pre-arranged. They even rigged the monitor with pyrotechnics to go off and spark like that on purpose. So it wasn't something that she did. It was it was all staged, the entire thing. Wow. As a matter of fact, she told the producers of SNL what she was going to do ahead of time. They rigged the monitor to shoot sparks out. Um, it's rigged, baby, just like the election. She even asked the the company that made her guitar, Dan Electro. Yeah. She asked the company's permission to smash the guitar and before like, she did oh, it on Saturday the Night Live. Dirty, dirty Dan Electro guitar. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> so I mean, like smashing a, a guitar is supposed to be like punk rock or rock and roll. You know, there's nothing punk rock about asking a company's permission to destroy your own property. Yeah. <laughs> So the whole thing was just kind of lame and calculated. And then there was backlash because <laughs> people were like, oh, she shouldn't have done that. Or, oh, the guitar smash was lame. And then there was backlash to the backlash because she was like, oh, well, who it's said okay. it was lame first? It's this guy. <laughs> people were like, oh, it's okay for uh, a man to smash a guitar, but you get threatened when a strong woman smashes a guitar. And Phoebe Bridges prove that a woman can smash a guitar. I would have rather seen Phoebe from Friends smash a guitar. So if you can sing songs about waiting rooms, give us a call at 808-873-3435. And if you can smash a guitar and your name's Phoebe, well. If you're going to smash a guitar, whether you're a man or a woman, if you're going to smash a guitar during a live performance, A, use a cheap guitar that's going to break easily. She who? You know, use one of those guitars that you get at the thrift store or something like that or, mm-hmm. or, at, a, or at a pawn shop. And two... Don't ask anybody's permission to do it. Just no. do it. Just do it. There's nothing edgy about asking permission. It's always easier to ask for forgiveness than it is permission, <laughs> as the old <laughs> saying goes. Get a guitar made out of biscuits. <laughs> Get a biscuit guitar, smash it into a big bowl of gravy. Who's so, not going to uh, love that? Videotape yourself smashing a biscuit guitar and tag it at... Biscuits, 808. We should get some, like, guitar cookie cutters and make some guitar-shaped biscuits. Yeah, dude. And then smash it into my mouth. Mm. Mm, delicious. Um, but you know what? This got me thinking about the worst guitar smash of all time. What? Um, you know it was the most cringy guitar smash of all time? It ain't any better, bro. You ever seen any better smash guitar? It's great. Yeah, and the guy from The Who. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Cobain. If you want to see somebody go nuts on guitars, just Google Kurt Cobain mm, smashing guitars. I listened guitars. to Heart-Shaped Box on Valentine's Day. He was, was crushing delicious. it. Yep. All right, so what was the worst guitar smash of all time? Did you ever see the movie Hateful Eight? Yes, I have seen the movie Do you know Hateful what I'm about Eight. to talk about? I know all about it, but okay. inform our listeners. Our listeners that are tuned into KAKU, KAKU, 88.5, The Voice of Maui. <clears throat> the Voice of Gravy. Shaming Phoebe Bridgers is presented in part by <laughs> Christopher Plummer's Plums. Of subsidiary of Brad Pitt's Beaches. And also by Scarlett Johansson Stationery. Make every letter a scarlet letter. And listeners like you. And listeners like you. So in the movie The Hateful Eight, there's a scene. The Quentin Tarantino movie that takes Quentin place. The Quentin Tarantino movie that all takes place in like one in one cabin. Eating the stew that makes everybody fart. <laughs> and drinking poison coffee. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, which actually, the movie, if you watch it straight through, the movie's a little bit on the long side. And then but they made a longer they, version of it. But they cut it up into, like, three different episodes. So you yeah. can watch that on Netflix, I believe, mm-hmm. where it's it's broken down into, like, a miniseries. And it's actually a little bit more palatable when you kind of break it up into three different pieces. Jackie Brown used to be rated the worst Quentin Tarantino movie. And I think that 
It still is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jackie Brown's not so bad. It's, it's just no, long. It's still great. It's just long. I just, for a while, Hateful Eight was getting towards the bottom for me, you know right. what I mean? And then I rewatched it, and I'm like, you know, it's pretty good. I like Roller Girl. Kurt Russell's killer in it, and for this reason. Okay, so Kurt Russell is in the movie Hateful Eight, and in the movie, he's supposed to smash a guitar, and he does smash the guitar in the movie. Yeah, he the does, only, bro. The only problem was they were supposed to use a prop guitar when he smashed it. But while they were filming the scene, they were actually using a Martin guitar from the 1870s. Yeah, this is from, like, the Smithsonian. It was, like, a priceless guitar that was on loan from the Martin Guitar Museum. Okay. And it was just supposed to be used in the filming. Kurt Russell didn't know that he was holding the actual priceless 1870s Martin guitar. But everyone else did. He picked up the guitar and smashed it to the horror of everyone around him. And they, they use that cut in the movie, so if you watch the reactions of the people around him, they are really horrified <laughs> because they just watched him smash a priceless uh, musical instrument from a museum. Yeah. And so <laughs> they, they had to be like, uh, sorry, Martin Museum. Remember when we told you that we weren't going to smash the guitar or let anything happen to it? We smashed it. Yeah, it turns out that guitar was not death-proof. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that was probably the worst guitar smash of all time. So I don't know. If, if you if you <laughs> I go, know, Phoebe. Uh, Phoebe Bridgers was pretty bad. <laughs> it's pretty lame. All right, follow up junction was brought to us by Frank Capra's Capicola. It's a wonderful sandwich. You don't have to go all the way to Washington for quality deli meats with Frank Capra's Capicola. <laughs> Funny for the biscuits and gravy show. It's gobbledygool. From Jeremy Irons Irons. You'll be impressed. With Jeremy's irons. <laughs> and also Benedict Cumberbatch's cookie dough because the best batch is a Cumberbatch. Is a Cumberbatch. Quiet, you sons of biscuit eaters. All right, you ready to move on to the next part of the show? Yeah, Jedi? dog, jump on into it. You hear that sound? Ooh, that sound can mean one sound and one sound only. Thanks for tuning in to KAKU, KAKU 88.5, The Voice of Maui. This is the Biscuits and Gravy Show, rated Maui's number two radio program, four years running. I'm host, Chuck Thompson, and now we have Morningwood. Number two! <laughs> we are number two, baby. So, yes, this is Morningwood, and I'm sad to say that this is a true Morningwood. Morning, morning with a U. Morning with a U, because we are mourning the loss of a true horn great. Oh, my God. As a matter Did of fact. Did Khalifa die? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to attempt to play taps on the recorder, okay? Do it, bro. Uh, you have luscious lips. <laughs> Vincent Foti, everybody. <laughs> I have never... The great Louis Armstrong. I have never showed this much respect for anybody during Morningwood. That's it's a sad day in Morningwood history. This is, uh, Let's play the real taps. Here we go. So one one I'm biscuit that announce, dropped hard. I'm sad to announce that friend, last, of the, friend of the show last Wednesday around the time that our last episode was airing, pornographer and legend Larry Flint. Larry Flint. Larry Flint passed away. He was the founder of the magazine Hustler. Yep, which showed full on vagine. Right. So he was the founder of Hustler. Um, he was also a First Amendment hero. Yep, human rights activist. Did you ever see the movie The People vs. Larry Flint? Yeah, dude. So it's a great movie. Uh, Larry Flint is portrayed by a uh, friend of the show, Woody Harrelson. Whose dad was a CIA deep cover operative. Wait, was his dad a 
CIA operative? Yeah, absolutely. Or was he just a? I thought he was just a hitman. More on that and biscuits and gravy. <laughs> well, we'll ask Woody Harrelson next time we see him. Of Woody Harrelson's discount lumber, his prices on lumber are smoking. Mm-hmm. But if you saw the movie The People versus Larry Flint, you probably remember that Larry Flint had a case that went to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Because Court. Hustler had a cartoon that was something about Jerry Falwell having sex with his mother in an outhouse or something like that. And <laughs> so got, they, weren't, they weren't upset about a little TNA. It was <laughs> so he got sued by by Jerry Falwell, yeah, well, who was a televangelist. Yes, you know? which just like Muhammad, you can't portray in cartoons. Right, exactly. <laughs> and then it went all the way to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court said this is clearly satire, and yeah. it's covered under First Amendment rights to do satirical things, which is why like stuff like The Daily Show and late night talk shows and stuff are able to make fun of presidents and whoever they want because uh, we have the First Amendment right of parody and satire. Now, which shows is preserved like, like by Larry us, Flint. that's not satire or a parody, we have to make sure that we're just telling things that are 100% the truth. That is correct. <laughs> no joking around here on the not Biscuits and Gravy. One joke. We take our journalistic integrity very seriously mm-hmm. here on the Biscuits and Gravy show. Um, <laughs> did, now, did you know that Larry Flint had a house on Maui? No, I didn't know, and I'm very upset. I knew that he frequented Maui a lot because I knew that he used to hang out at Mama's Fish House a lot, and he would oh, go there man. to eat. Oh, Mama! I think he was actually friends with the owners of Mama's Fish House. Really? But I, what I didn't know is that his Maui home was actually right on the 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 Wailea Blue Golf Course. That's sweet. I, that's like nuts. Between, between the blue and the emerald courses. I used to house sit there. That's right. So nuts. Which is so crazy. If I had known that, I broke I, a couch there once. I probably would have gotten. T- gotten like a an issue of Hustler and tried to go find him and get it signed. Yeah, which would have been pretty. Well, it cool, makes sense because he was a huge fan of biscuits and gravy. <laughs> I'm sure he was. In w- fact, his I'm dying sure he would have been a big f- a big fan of Morningwood. Was to hear one more episode of Biscuits and Gravy. Ah, uh, and so that's and why he died I- right after we got released. <laughs> he was on his deathbed listening to Biscuits and Gravy. <laughs> like, oh, that's a great Benedict Cumberbatch pun. <laughs> now I can go and rest in peace. <laughs> His last words were Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch, the best batch. What does it mean? <laughs> Rosebud. Cumberbatch. <laughs> so Larry Flint. Oh, my God. He drops Res- a snow globe onto the ground and it shatters. for putting sweet, sweet, sweet nudity in gas stations across America. Here's something I bet you didn't know. In 1975, um, Hustler published Naked Pictures of Jackie O. Whoa, Jackie Onassis? Right. I I never even knew that there was naked pictures of her published. Wow. But the pictures were taken in 1972, and then mm. they were bought by Larry Flint in 1975, nice. published by Hustler Magazine. Now, Hustler didn't even come out till 74, and then the pictures got released in Hustler in so 1975. So he bought them before? And then <laughs> overnight, he became like an instant millionaire because Hustler sold out and became like a, a huge name. Yep. Put the ass in Onassis. Exactly. So you can actually Google the pictures. They're on the internet for oh, everyone I've, to see. You can I've, see. I've Googled. You can see Jackie O's bush on the yeah. internet, thanks to Larry Flint, I suppose. Which I, I don't think is a great thing. It's kind of a. So there's kind more of than one first lady <laughs> you can see naked. She was she was a mourning widow, and uh, she was just trying raising to, children. <laughs> she was just trying to live her life, and uh, somebody got some very taboo pictures of her. Ooh. All I can say is, Jackie O. The, the people that portray Jackie O in TV shows and movies 
are more attractive than Jackie O was in real herself. Life. Yeah, yeah, we only see a couple glam shots of her. We don't see the day-to-day Jackie yeah, O. Yeah, you don't see the Jackie O without makeup on or not standing next to President Kennedy, which mm. actually makes her look more attractive. Of course. <laughs> JFK, everybody says that JFK was attractive too, but they were like 60s attractive. But all right, you ready for a quote from Larry Flint? You know it, bro. Here's a quote from Larry Flint. He said, if the First Amendment will protect a scumbag like me, then it will protect all of you because I'm the worst. Here's to you, Larry Flint. Here's to you, Larry Flint. A true hero and a true biscuitier. So go out and check it. Go buy an issue of Hustler in yeah. in memory of Larry Flint. Mm. All right. All this uh, talk about morning was making me hungry. You ready to get in the Gluttony Club, Chuck? <laughs> sure thing. We're going to dive in a Gluttony Club. After Gluttony Club, we're going to do a killer spoiler alert. Oh, man. We've got so much to talk about for spoiler alert. What are a few TV shows you're going to spoil later? Uh, Maybe we'll talk a little bit about WandaVision. Oh, yeah. Perhaps we'll talk a little bit about Jeopardy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We're going to spoil Jeopardy. (laughs) Spoil Jeopardy for you. What are the Ozarks? Ah, the answer was the Ozarks. (laughs) But first, Gluttony Club. Oh, and if also, you can breathe, then you're done. The Expanse. You I finished watching. Enough. I finished watching The Expanse. Also, oh yeah, man, it's such a good show. I'm on season three of Future Man, where Susan shows oh, up. Oh, nice. Future Man's great. Yep. With Susan, of course, is Seth Rogen. Did you get up to? Oh, right, right. Seth Rogen shows yeah. up. Is that the end of season two end where he shows two, up? Yeah. Yeah, that's so funny. Uh, where it turns. All right. Well, we'll talk about uh, that during spoiler. Alert. Oh, Lordy. I don't want to spoil anything too soon, but um, for Gluttony Club, let's talk about heart-shaped food. So Hardy's release, as we talked about last week, Heart Shaped Biscuits. Now, when I came in today, I had a warm welcome from your amazing girlfriend. Right. And she was serving me heart shaped food. What was it? Uh, wait, did you eat one of the Ferro Rochers also? Yes, I Which ate all. Actually, I ate all of your Ferro Rochers. Came and I, please don't eat all the Ferro Rochers. I did last year, and I'll do it again. Those are my favorite. No, nope, not anymore. <laughs> you don't own them. Um. <laughs> There's no such thing as property, bro. You can't own a fair They Roche. belong to my girlfriend. Well, uh, not anymore. She which, can have the wrappers. Which I own. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's not 1975 anymore, guys. Uh, so I, okay, so you had some of the peanut butter jelly heart-shaped sandwich, cake I did. sandwich. All yeah. about it. It's basically a peanut butter cake because mm. she, she made a, a chocolate bunt cake with peanut butter on the inside of it, but then she also made l- little peanut butter cakes. You took the heart cutter and cut out little heart shapes. What makes a bunt cake a bunt cake? You cook it in a bunt cake pan. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's... that's and the, the, cake, it. the cake itself was heart-shaped because she bought a, sh- a heart-shaped bunt cake pan. Mm. Specifically for making heart-shaped cakes. Now, can you fit an infant inside a bunt cake can? A small one, yeah. Okay, a small infant, like a, a preemie. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Like something with somebody with like low birth weight. Oh my god, Maybe. how tender would a preemie baby be? <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> do you think lizard people eat preemie babies just like with blindfolds on, right? Just <laughs> Like the way we do baby pigeons like, in France. Oh yeah, <laughs> Where you, you, have, you have to put the sheet over your head. To yeah, eat it because it's it's such a crime against God that you don't want God to see you eating the baby. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think lizard people are that concerned with the morality no. of eating babies. Nope. But uh, so this was a we made peanut butter little heart shaped peanut butter cakes, and then you take two of them and you put jelly in the middle and you got this little peanut butter cake jelly sandwich yummy it was so delicious and then we had the full-size peanut butter and chocolate bunt cake which is really good <laughs> now a uh, a valentine's day dinner out of britain has gone viral 
And spoiler alert, it's for this man's terrible taste in food. Uh-oh. Now, biscuiteers, gravy gals alike. He ate something that was so disgusting that even people from Britain were like, excuse me? Yeah, it was shrimp, meatballs, gravy, shrimp, and chips. meatballs? Shrimp and meatballs and gravy and chips. I don't think that's that bad. Like, if, if the Brits hate so it, it's maybe like, it's delicious. It's like poutine. Kind of. You and then also chips. Wish, yeah. chips are fries. Yeah, chips are fries. So you got fries and gravy. Yeah. And then meatballs, yeah, and which then is good. for the heck of it, shrimp. And then they threw some shrimp on top? I think pretty much everything gro- goes with brown gravy. Hold on. McDonald's French fries and KFC gravy. The French call this poutine. <laughs> and I guess the, I don't know what the British call it, but I guess the British call it something to put shrimp and meatballs on. Yeah, so I that don't doesn't know. That doesn't sound that bad. Yeah, I, I don't know either. It, it's just, you know, the British are like, you can't do that. Do you know what the national dish of Britain is? Uh, meat pie. <laughs> you think it would be crow's feet, right? Or boiled? What's the, what are the Brits boiling everything? Like, know. oh, you know what's really gonna enhance this? Hot water. <laughs> <laughs> now the national dish is curry. Wait, really? Yeah. It's not like chicken tikka masala. No, it's curry, which they just just steal everything. Why would they have that as their national dish? Because of India. That's and like human rights That's violations. like us colonizing Hawaii and then making poi our national dish. Yeah, except that doesn't make any sense. Curry tastes good. <laughs> except curry tastes good. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes me surprised that that the British embraced it so much. It's an acquired taste. Mm. Also, mm. you know what, Britain, you're on notice. Not everything is a pudding. Yeah. Okay. Bro, <laughs> I don't know if you I don't know if you've been watching the Great British Bake Off. Uh, like you know I I've been <laughs> watching the Great British Bake Off, bro. But I don't think British people know what pudding is. They sh- they call everything, everything is a pudding. Everything can't be a pudding, guys. All okay. Right, bring out the pudding. I'm like, that's a chair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna sit in this pudding. Yeah, and it's filled with a pudding. <laughs> that's now, a chair. What? No, that's a chutney. <laughs> it ain't a pudding. We have Americans have a very a much more narrow definition of what pudding is. I do like the way they say the word sponge. Sponge. <laughs> like we don't call it a cake. It's a yeah. It's a sponge. Yeah. Mm. Uh, let's see, what else have I eaten? Uh, oh, I made heart-shaped waffles as well for Valentine's Day. Oh, sweet. Talk about heartburn, am I right? Oh, man. <laughs> oh. oh, lordy. But, uh, yeah, the heart-shaped waffles. So, for Christmas, somebody gave us a heart, a little mini heart-shaped waffle waffle maker. Oh, nice. And it was so cute. And so, I, I made the waffle batter. I put a little red food coloring <laughs> in like, there. I like making batter, too. Yeah, and then we just, uh, <laughs> yeah. they smell the same, too. I don't know if you've ever smelled I'm, waffle batter. Yep. It's gross. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Ugh. But uh, so I made some delicious little mini heart-shaped waffles, red heart-shaped <laughs> waffles for my girlfriend. And then uh, we ate them together. So it was, Sweet. that was very nice. Uh, also, remember last week we were talking about polenta? Yeah. Well, I've been working on my polenta skills. And all I, I've been getting better at making polenta. Really? And one thing I learned is you should make grits tonight for our jambalaya so party. After you make the polenta, you pour it into like you put some parchment paper down in a pan Pour it into the sheet pan. What are you Egyptian? And, <laughs> and then and then you pour the polenta in, spread it so it's flat. Yeah, put you spread in, it thin. Put bro. that in the fridge, and then by the time it comes out, a couple hours later, you have these firm little polenta cakes. You can cut them into squares. Well, this is what you're doing wrong. You have room in your fridge for this. <laughs> I had to make room. Trust me. But then you can cut out the little polenta cakes and and put whatever you want on top of it, whether it's like something savory, like tomato, something sweet. 
Ooh. Um, You've been we, watching a lot of cooking shows, dude. Diana made like a shrimp scampi. Yeah. And then we put the shrimp scampi and all the scampi sauce That's over the po- than over the polenta cakes. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it was That's so good. That's prawns and polenta. <laughs> Who doesn't Ooh, love prawns and polenta? The so British. good. Oh, and also, I'm sure you saw. I sent you a picture of the Jack in the Box quad burger. Yeah. They have some sort of. It's called like the deluxe bonus burger or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so they have a triple version. I'm drinking Pepto Bismol, just <laughs> looking at it right now. Uh, they have a triple version, which is three patties, which is on special right now. And then they Jax. have a quadruple version. On if you if you look at the ads on the mainland, it's supposed to be four ninety nine. But of course, here it's a little bit more. It's like it's like five, six bucks or something for the quadruple version. Why would things cost more when it has to travel three thousand miles across open ocean? <laughs> it has to travel to Oahu and then to here. Um, but I gotta say, it was pretty tasty. I still I I do like the Cluck Deluxe, which is really good. It's one of my faves. I'm not sure which one I would choose if I had to choose between the Quadruple Burger and the Cluck Deluxe. That's why you just smoke a bunch of weed and eat both. But the Quadruple Burger, it was not when you get it, it's not as big as you think it's going to be. No, they use the the smaller patties. Right, so it's 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 like the size of like a Whopper Junior patty. The circumference, but is it's not it's four of them. But it is four of them, so it's it's when you look at it, it doesn't look like it's going to be that filling. But then you eat it and you're like. Well, it is four patties. Yeah, and you got to think quadruple bypass surgery. Right. <laughs> Although, do you remember when Burger King did like the triple whopper? Yeah, that, that? was ginormous. Or dude. I went to the McDonald's in Japan and they had a double Big Mac, so it's just two Big Macs on top of each other. <sighs> uh, that was pretty fantastic. That's so much bread. Actually, it wasn't that much because you know the Big Mac is like one patty, piece of bun, another patty, and then the top bun. Mm-hmm. This was like. The same setup, except it was two patties. So it was like bun, two patties, bun, two patties, top bun. I just get the the McDouble with the special sauce. It's the same amount of meat. Right. Or I, I like to go and get – sometimes they do like the two for five mm. uh, Big Macs at and McDonald's. And you take two of the buns and throw them away. Take two of the buns, throw them away, put them together. You got yourself a double Big Mac, baby. I'm on a low-carb diet. Just ask my bong. <laughs> Anything else for Gluttony Club today, bro? I just want to say, go out and get that Jack in the Box quad burger. It was pretty good. They don't give us any money, but it will give you amazing, amazing time eating right. foods. And Burger King has a has a Mario meal. What? They're they're doing a thing with Nintendo what? where if you go on the Burger King app, you can order the Mario meal, which is like it's like a Whopper, fries, and a drink for five bucks. There's Plus, no mushrooms or anything. No, it's just a regular <laughs> old. That would make sense if they put like mushrooms or yeah. something on it. Um, like a Goomba sauce. <laughs> like Goomba sauce, um, <laughs> which I think is just marinara. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when Burger King had a chicken Parmesan sandwich? Yeah, it actually wasn't that bad. It wasn't I mean, that bad. It wasn't good, no. but it wasn't that bad. Remember when they had the the wide burger? Yeah. Or me and Diana were talking about, remember when Burger King had jalapeno poppers? Yeah, they I were good. I love them. Yeah. Now the only place you can get them is at Jack in the Box. And they're not great. God bless you, Jack in the Box. Arby's oh, has good also, uh, jalapeno poppers and really good mozzarella sticks. If you order the Mario meal on the Burger King app, you also get entered for a chance to win a Nintendo Switch. So oh, that's sweet. that's what the thing is with Nintendo. So if you if you're in the if you're in town, go get yourself a Mario meal from Burger King. So Burger King is Nintendo Switch, and Taco Bell is like an Xbox Atari. Five or. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> Taco Bell, and then KFC has their own. <laughs> their own. Oh my God! K- KFC With has the KFC chicken warmer box. Yeah. Video game station, <laughs> which is a real thing, guys. Look it up. KFC came out with their own video game system that has a chicken warmer compartment. 
You can't make this stuff up, guys. Nope. <laughs> All right, anything else for Gluttony Club? Nope. In that case... It's time for my favorite part of the show. They're all my favorite part of the show. Thanks for tuning into the Biscuits and Gravy Show. He is my co-host, my cohort, my co-something. Vincent Vody mm-hmm. spends a dedicated life to watching TV shows. It's not easy being unemployed no. and spending 10 hours a day watching TV. But somebody's got to do 10 it. 10 to 12. <laughs> 10 to 12. Well, I do I do walk around a little bit. Spoiler I'm, I'm alert. I'm not non-ambulatory. Is presented in part by Jim Crowseed's Crochet Kits. He doesn't mess around with slim, and he doesn't mess around with fine quality crochet equipment. And also by Winona Ryder's horses. When you're looking for something to mount, think Winona Ryder. Groovy. I would do stranger things. things to there her. you go. Okay, we got it. <laughs> so for spoiler alert, let's talk about. Oh man, there's so much great stuff to talk about. Um, I want to give a shout out to Wandavision. Is that good? It is good. As a matter of fact, not only is it good, but it's also bringing in fans of not just the the MCU, but also like the Marvel comics, and also just random people who are good fans of good television. Because it's a very unique show. It's a very fresh premise where the show is like a parody of different sitcoms from different decades. Yeah, but isn't she in like an insane asylum or but then something? The, but then it, it turns out that she's actually controlling all the people in the town and there's like this big there's like this big force field around the town and she's like mentally controlling everybody to make them participate in her little sitcom world. Oh, that sounds awesome. Um yeah, so it's it's, it's really kind of a bizarre concept, but it's very it's re- it's refreshing to watch because there's there's not anything quite like it on television. So I would say definitely if you haven't seen any of WandaVision, it's definitely worth a watch. Uh, spoiler alert, in Future Man, you think season two, they are getting ready to go to Mars, but it turns out that Haley Joe Osment is just a supercomputer <laughs> who is going to kill everybody and put them inside of his world inside a computer where he controls everything. Which is kind of like a um, Black Mirror episode. Yeah. Um, I keep forgetting that Haley Joe Osment is in there, and he has and he's the he bad has the guy. robot that is like the girl, but she's talking in like a high pitched voice. Yeah, and then it turns she's out not. that she just started doing. Well, I don't want to spoil it for no, you. No, that's the point of it. She uh, just does it because she wants her alone time. And she's actually plotting to kill him. <laughs> right. And and Haley Joe Osment's therapist is Artemis from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Right. Right. But the best part is. In the first season, they're running around, and in the second season also, they're doing all this time traveling, and you just think that they're, like, changing their timeline. No. But then in the last episode, Seth Rogen shows up and puts them in time jail because it turns out they've, every time they time travel, they're creating splits in the timeline and creating alternate timeline universes. So what happened first, that episode or the Rick and Morty episode that talks about it, too? They came out right around the same time period Ooh, last year. That's a good question. I think Future Man came out first. I think so, too. It was 2018. And that, whereas, and that was before you're talking about the Vata Acid episode yeah. where he has the he has the video game uh, save your spot thing mm-hmm. go back. Yeah, I believe I believe Future Man did it first, actually. Future Man did it first. And so then <laughs> they create one timeline where Bin Laden starts time traveling or something. <laughs> <laughs> and so Seth Rogen puts them in time jail. But then it turns out time jail is just they have to participate in some sort of death match. Yes. <laughs> Which is just like the run. The, is it the running man? Not to be confused with the mayor. Mayor. Uh, 
Marathon Man. Marathon which Man. Which is about killing Nazis. Is it safe? In America. It's about Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. A young Dustin Hoffman a is young, training for the marathon. Sexy Dustin Hoffman. And throw in diamonds in a vat of acid. <laughs> which is weird. That's a weird movie. Right. So the running man is Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he is wrongly framed using deep fake technology. Wow. And he has to kill people to save his life. Just like that movie. The, or that series, The Capture on Peacock. <laughs> By the way, Chuck, so I have much. I have a surprise for you. No, you don't. Remember last week when I told you that was the final week for Peacock or Poppycock? Is this like Meet the Fockers where we thought it was done, but you're going to keep <laughs> making stupid trilogies? No, I'm just kidding. There's no more Peacock or Poppycock. <laughs> oh, thank the Lord. <laughs> um, did you ever see the show Black Sails? No. Did okay. anybody? I think you were literally the only person that watched that show. <laughs> <laughs> so I heard that Black Sails is actually pretty good and underrated. So I decided to go check it out. And I watched like the first two episodes and it's a little slow, but I think I'm going to stick with it. It's it's sort of like the, the prequel to Treasure Island. So it's like Long John Silver is there and uh, there's like this whole pirate island and everything so i want the prequel of john long silver that's what but I want. there's some there's some pretty good nudity in oh it, so sweet. i know you would probably enjoy that yeah um i also watched the entire first season of a show called bosch or bosch b-o-s-c-h and it's basically it's sort of like a wire it's like a like a crime detective like murder detective procedural show but it takes place in la Okay. And it has a couple characters from The Wire. Not characters, but some of the actors from The Wire. There's like three or four actors who are in The Wire. So I know you love it. Who are in the show Bosch. So it's almost as if like Daniels, the the lieutenant from The Wire. Yeah. If he got a spinoff show where he moved to L.A. Cool. Does it take place now? Yeah, it takes place in in modern time. Groovy. So that would be that would be what the show Bosch is. Sweet. So I watched the first season. What network is the that second season? Uh, it's on. I don't know. It's on don't Amazon. Say Peacock. I think don't it's on Amazon Peacock. Prime. You can watch it on Amazon Prime, I believe. God, how um, many TV shows are there? I watched there? the first season and it was pretty good. Uh, I, I've also been watching a show called Godless, which was recommended to me. I heard by that was pretty good. Our friend John. It is a mini series. It's only seven episodes. Each episode is about an hour long. It's on Netflix. Okay. And it's a it's a western, and Jeff Daniels plays like this evil cowboy guy. The Jeff Daniels. The Jeff Daniels plays like this evil cowboy guy who gets his arm shot off in the first episode. Sweet. And uh, he is he's pretty much an atheist. He talks about how like this is like godless county. Sounds and, like a smart man. And uh, this is uh, it's very dark. <laughs> I like in, it. In the second episode, he gives this really dark monologue that kind of tells you his backstory. So is he missing an arm the whole time? Uh, he gets his arm shot off in like the beginning of the first episode, and okay. he gets his arm amputated. So, Ugh. so from that point on, he has no arm. And the first couple episodes have been really good, so I'm really looking forward to finishing that. Um, I've been watching Great British Bake Off on Netflix. I've been watching Jeopardy on Netflix. Godless is also on Netflix, so you can check that out. And oh, you know what else? is back on Netflix, Chappelle Show. Oh, yeah? So I don't know if you remember, but Chappelle Show was streaming on Netflix and HBO, and then Netflix took it off. Chappelle Show. Netflix took the show off because Chappelle went and he told everybody, please don't watch the show 
because he wasn't getting paid royalties for the show. Oh, really? Comedy Central never paid him from when he made the show, which was Comedy Central's right to do so because he was in breach of contract. Because he was supposed to make more shows, and he's like, I don't like the direction the show is going. We should stop it. Right, so he ran away to Africa. Which is weird because we all liked the show. But then Comedy Central w- continued like they ma- just making the show, show, and they milked it for, for like 10 years. God, they made it without him. But like. I guess Eddie 20 Murphy's years at this point, brother. right? Because they've been selling DVDs and stuff and, and selling the I airing I can't believe it. it was 20 years ago, but you're right. Yeah. I was in eighth grade. This is so sad. That's so crazy. But anyway, people like Dave Chappelle so much that they were like, if Dave told me not to watch it, I'm not going to watch it. And guess what? Nobody watched it. Wow. So then Netflix was like, you know what, Dave? We like you so much. You've made us so much money. We're going to take it, and we're not going to stream it anymore. But they also gave him tons of money for three comedy specials. Right, exactly. And so I guess... are hilarious. I guess either Netflix or somebody got in contact with Comedy Central and kind of strong-armed them into finally making good, and they finally paid Dave Chappelle out for... The sh- for all the stuff that he did on the Chappelle show. What is Comedy Central going to do when South Park stops making episodes? And s- <laughs> what? They got <laughs> nothing else on. But now Dave Chappelle has come out and said it's finally okay to watch the Chappelle show because he finally got paid. So you can go watch the Chappelle show and you don't you don't have to feel bad about it. It is so raunchy. We cannot quote most of the funny stuff from Chappelle show, even in right. this show. And I got to say, not all of it holds up, but there's still some laugh out loud parts. So oh, yeah. if you're too young to remember Chappelle show from when it was on TV, definitely go check that out on Netflix. Where ribs is a sleeping pill. <laughs> It had the big cotton thing on top, yeah. like like in the top of a jar of aspirin. Got the itis. Um, there's an- another thing I want to talk about with Dave Chappelle real quick. Let's do a quick comedy corner. Sure. He released a short little uh, comedy thing. Uh, Again? Yeah, it's only about like ten minutes. You know, okay. it's called Redemption Song. So you can sh- you can see that on YouTube. Dave Chappelle got a little bit of backlash from what he said during his special because. He starts off by saying, I don't know if you remember this, but Dave Chappelle got COVID. Yeah, oh, no, not and at all. He got COVID in real life. And so people were like, well, you got what you deserve because we're in the middle of a pandemic and you moved to Texas and start doing open-air comedy shows. <laughs> so something was bound to happen. And then Dave Chappelle, during his comedy thing, he came out and said, when a hero stumbles, cowards rejoice. And he kind of made it seem like those people are cowards for being afraid during the pandemic and not wanting to do stuff. Just like and we didn't make fun of Trump when he got COVID. Exactly. And he's a hero and everything. And a lot of people kind of got upset because it's like, you're not a hero because you got COVID. No. You, you were a healthy millionaire who could afford to get sick and then did. <laughs> and uh, you kind of set a bad example for everybody. So it was a rare misstep because usually everything Dave says, I stand behind 100%. You know who got COVID and was super cool about it? He kind of sounded a little Tom bit Hanks. like a jerk, Dave Tom Chappelle. Hanks got COVID and was like, this can happen to anybody. I'm not leaving my house. For yeah, you're you're not some hero because you got COVID, Dave Chappelle, unfortunately. Nope. And people who stay in the bunker and don't want to uh, socialize with people, those people are not cowards. Nope. Just like, <laughs> well, I am a coward, but that's nothing to do. With I am COVID. a coward, but not for I'm the reason that you think. And that has nothing to do with COVID <laughs> at all. Okay. I'm so happy you don't have to shake hands with people ever again. Oh, my, I love my it. handshake is so limp. You right. know, like it should be strong. Yeah, well, also, we're also we're from the East Coast where you don't shake hands with people. You you just stand on the other side of the room and give them a little nod. Yeah. Of acknowledgement. <laughs> I remember when I first moved to Maui and everybody would like come up to you and give you like a hug, handshake, and everything. Yeah. And it's like this is a little much. With the aggressive pat on the back, like I'm choking <laughs> on something from Fourth of July. I feel the old West Coast greeting. What is that? That's- 
All right, there's one more thing I, I got. I have to talk about. Oh lordy! Okay, there is a show on Showtime. You're a show on Showtime, which is actually good, despite the fact that it's on Showtime. No, it's okay? not. And here's how you know it's good because it's a it's only one season. <laughs> okay, it, it's not a it's not a series. It's a mini series. Okay, is it called Weeds? No, <laughs> it's called Your Honor, oh. and it's starring Brian Cranston. Oh, what? So I don't know. I hadn't. I hadn't even heard about this show until somebody told me about it. Because it's on Showtime, and right, No exactly. one watches Showtime, and nobody has Showtime, or and nobody also has the Hulu package it, that includes Showtime. Yeah, <laughs> which is only sixty four ninety nine a month. So Your Honor is a show starring Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston is a judge, okay, and he's <laughs> you he, don't say he's one of those liberal judges, you know, and he takes a lot of pride in the justice system and doing the right thing. But then his son is involved in a hit and run where he kills somebody and then leaves the scene. This is like ripped from the headlines. And so (laughs) Brian Cranston has to decide if he's going to help his son get away with it or if he's going to stand up for his own ideals. So Brian Cranston tells his son, hey, we got to go. You got to go tell the police what you did. But then when they get to the police station, they find out that the kid that he killed was actually the son of of like the biggest gangster in town. Oh, snap. so now it's like if he c- if he comes clean and confesses, the gangster is probably going to have him killed. So now Brian Cranston is in a, a tricky situation. So they so sprinkle a little crack on him. It's ten episodes. I watched the entire thing in one day. Uh, in t- over the course of two days. You, <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude! It is fantastic, Chuck. It, it's that good. It's fantastic. So if you can get your hands on a Showtime subscription or or you can pirate it or something. You gotta watch Your Honor. It's fantastic. Brian Cranston gives a show-stopping performance. Wow! And it's it's a little unrealistic. the The main character, the son, kind of makes some dumb decisions. That's but, real world. But uh, it's a it's a really great show, and especially if you like Brian Cranston, you gotta watch it. Do you know where the term lynching comes from? Mm, was it David Lynch? It, it was the actually David Lynch, an Irish guy, his mayor, and his son committed a crime and he didn't want his son to go to court and be found guilty so they hung his own son without going to the jury really and then they thought this is great we should disenfranchise ethnics and do this all the time hmm. and then they became cops if you can do this to white people and get away with it you can certainly do it to black people and get yep. away with it the same peeps that work forces are the same that burn crosses <laughs> <laughs> um, oh also we watched episode 2 of of, of Star Wars episode two, oh, okay. Attack of the Clones, <laughs> because we're we're d- we're going working our way through the Star Wars universe. So we watched episode one, The Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. We watched the No Jar Jar edition that I personally Can I get a edited. copy of the No Jar Jar. No I Jar will. Jar? It's really good to yeah? to watch the entire movie and Jar Jar does not appear once. Once. And every mention of him is cut out. He he doesn't even. It's guaranteed to be Jar Jar Saint Frank. Vincent over here. I'll give you a copy of it, and then he does appear in Episode Two, but he's much more reserved. He's only in a couple scenes in Episode Two, um, so it's definitely a better show. But then Episode Two comes before the Star Wars animated Clone Wars series, yes, which we're also watching right now. So we're like, which are good? Yeah, it's actually really good. And then after that, then you have. Uh, the Star Wars Rebels. So I everyone, think? everyone loves the original Star Wars ones that came out in the seventies and eighties. I rewatched the end of the third one, where uh, they finally where take all off. the Ewoks are dancing. Yeah, because they blow up the the thing. Yeah, that movie's not great. It's like they take off 
his helmet, Darth Vader's helmet, and there's a sappy scene between him and Luke, and it's like, what's going on here? Mm, and his face looks all gross. Oh, dude, super <laughs> gross, bro. It's just like, oh, what does this look like? Chuck's testicle? All right, put that back on. <laughs> That's how we're all going to look in 2022 when we finally don't have to wear masks outside anymore. Oh, dude. <laughs> dude. People are just going to take off their masks, and it's going to be like the Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> oh, my God. Last week, I kept thinking, I just kept smelling smoked salmon everywhere, and then I didn't realize it's because I've been eating smoked salmon and putting the mask on. <laughs> And I don't wash my mask. <laughs> it's like, how come everything stinks? And it's like, oh, it's because I didn't brush my teeth this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. So I can't believe, guys, you've heard it first in the Biscuits and Gravy Show on KAKU, KAKU, 80.5, The Voice of Maui. Watch Showtime Godless. might actually have a good. Showtime has a show that, a, a lot of Showtime shows are good in the first couple seasons, but then they suffer from Showtime syndrome. Yes. But this is one that's guaranteed to never suffer from Showtime syndrome because they could only get Brian Cranston for one season. Mm-hmm. Until Fox turns it into a 24-episode, 10-year <laughs> contract. Fox will reboot it. Oh, God, Fox is <laughs> terrible. Um, okay, anything else for spoiler alert? I think that's I, it for spoiler alert. Spoiler alert covered everything. presented in part today by Mark Ruffalo's Buffalo Wings. Mm. The best way to cure a Hulk-sized appetite. Spoiler alert was also brought to us by Justin Trudeau's Real Bread, because the real bread can only come from a Trudeau. That's Trudeau. And by Don Couch's South Maui Discount Couch House. Looking for the best discount couches in South Maui? Look no further than Don Couch's South Maui Discount Couch House. You know what they say, Chuck? Don't sleep on the couch! Don't sleep on the couch. Thanks for tuning into the Biscuits and Gravy Show. We had such a gravy-licious time for you. Stay tuned next week. Same gravy place, same gravy time. And now... Wait, I do have... If it's Peacock or Poppycock, I'm going to murder you. It's not Peacock or Poppycock. I have a quick conspiracy cookbook for it. Ooh, I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. Um, Set your ovens to 420. Grab the tinfoil hats. It's time for Conspiracy Cookbook. uh, So um, this is just a little QAnon update. Did you know that the QAnon movement is not dead? Of course. It's just underground and festering. Mm -hmm. And also, did you know that they still have hope that Trump is going to become president, and Again. it's going to happen on March 4th. What is the date? I've heard March 4th all around so, the interwebs. Yeah, so it's March 4th is the date where uh, that's when Trump is going to reveal his final piece of the plan, and that's when all the arrests that were supposed to happen on January 6th are going to happen, and Biden is going Biden to— Biden has been president for like a month now. Biden's already, going though, right? to get arrested, and Trump is, is Trump is going to become the real president. And He's just Biden his time. And the storm is going to happen. So the Stormy Daniels. So <laughs> all you QAnoners out there, get ready. March 4th, Trump is coming back, baby. He's going to be president once again. It's insane. Also, um, I don't know if you've seen this, but there's, there's a lot of places that are popping up for former QAnoners who are going into rehab now. Oh, my God. So <laughs> who is taking advantage of this? So there's, like, support groups now. Yes, I'm who, all aware, well aware of it. Who are? It's, like, people who are whose lives were destroyed by either them being obsessed with QAnon or their families. And so now there's, like, QAnon support groups for people who are in, like, QAnon rehab. This is a real thing that people, people are, are in recovery from QAnon. But we so, all know that Trump is our savior, and he's going to drain the swamp. Trump is not going to become president on March 4th, Chuck. I'm sorry to tell you that. <sighs> what? Now, if if you or someone that you know has a problem with QAnon. Are you, uh, it's going to be like when you're watching repeats of Jeopardy, 
It's like if you or someone you know is struggling with QAnon addiction, <laughs> give addiction? us a call at one eight hundred QAnon. Q no more. Q no more. <laughs> F and L is oh, a funny commercial. I know, crazy. S and L is funny. I wonder if they could just double up the QAnon support groups and have them meet the same time as like, um, like Narcotics Anonymous. Yeah. I feel there's a big overlap in people who are addicted to opiates and people who are also QAnon believers because they're both full of. <laughs> 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 they both have made terrible life choices. Oh, Lordy! <laughs> There's a Quiznos fake commercial from SNL. Oh, the no. Q Quiznos is the QAnon. Oh. <laughs> That's great. And it's like, There's no children in this pizza's basement. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if, I wonder if uh, the, the, Quizno, the presidential Quiznos in Oahu, if they're struggling Actually, with that. Actually, I heard. Because we know Trump and Obama have both been there. I heard that Trump is stuck in the presidential Quiznos. <laughs> it's like More on that next week. It's like the movie The Terminal. He can't he can't leave the Quiznos or else he's gonna get arrested. <laughs> ah! <laughs> thanks for tuning into the Biscuits and Gravy Show, man. Love doing this show. Vincent Fody, thanks so much for being here with me. <laughs> okay. All my gravy gals, all my biscuitiers, thanks for making biscuits and gravy. All the biscuit boys. Number two. All my big burger biting bearded biscuit boys. Today's show is presented in part by Alex Skarsgård Anti-Scar Cream. Guard against scars with Skarsgård Skarsgård. And also Kate Hudson's perfume. If you want to smell like the Hudson, get Kate Hudson's perfume. It's the best way to lose a guy in 10 days. Her perfumes are almost famous. <laughs> almost. And today's show is also brought to us by Kenny Loggins Cybersecurity. Trust your logins to login. Don't are let you, your privacy be in the danger zone. Are you looking for the best in cybersecurity? Well, this is it. This is it. Uh, today's show is also provided in part by Beyonce's Homemade Preserves. I don't think you're ready for this jelly. I don't think you're ready for this jelly. Mm. All right, you ready to get into it, Chuck? More than ever. All right, it's time for my favorite part of the show. I say that about every part of the show, Chuck. <laughs> it's all good parts. <laughs> uh, this is uh, Chuck Stuff the Knowledge Buffalo. Chuck Stuff the Knowledge Buffalo. Where Chuck tries to prove that he's the smartest buffalo in the room. So if you have any questions that you want to send to Chuck, email them to thebiscuitsandgravy at gmail.com. That's thebiscuitsandgravy at gmail.com. You can also uh, talk to us on biscuitwars.com. Biscuitwars.com. And what's our handle? Or hit us up on at Biscuits and Gravy 808 on Instagram. Yep, or Biscuits and Gravy 808 at aim.com if but you want to instant <laughs> message us. We're on, we're on AIM, yes. We're finally on Instant Messenger. <laughs> Remember when Instant Messenger had those robots you could text and they would artificially intelligent text you back? Yeah. So I got the address of that wrong and I was just harassing some child in Florida. <laughs> All right, you ready for our first question, Chuck? More than ever. Um, all right, our first question comes from Mary in Pensacola, Florida. Oh, Mary. Mar oh, <laughs> it just happens to be in Florida, too. Mary in Pensacola, Florida wants to know, Triscodecophobia is the fear of what number? Triscodecophobia is okay, the well fear. Okay, well, I know tree means three. Uh-huh. But deck means ten. Correct. So I'm going to guess it's the fear of the number 13. That is correct. Triskaidekaphobia is the fear of the number 13. Very good, Chuck. Speaking of Triskaidekaphobia, have you ever had the smoked Gouda Triscuits? They're delicious. <laughs> They're so good, dude. I can't eat those because I have Triskaidekaphobia. All right. Our I got second Triskaidekaphobia. <laughs> <laughs> our second question comes from Ben in Detroit, Michigan. Ben wants to know, George Washington Carver is famous for his research on what legume... What is peanuts? Peanuts, of course. Mm -hmm. 
I was gonna. I I was gonna. We should have a Rhonda Hanson clip for this. <laughs> Friend of the show, comedian extraordinaire, and executive chef at Shame MA. That's right. <laughs> Uh, I got the worst heartburn today. Oh, my uh, God. Not me, because I got some pocket tums, baby. No. I'm on a Prilosec diet right now. <laughs> One of the side effects of it is anal leakage. <laughs> okay. How can you tell? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> All right. Our third question is always a sports question, because as you know, <laughs> sports is Chuck's Achilles hoof. Sports are stupid. <laughs> uh, All right. So our, our third question comes from Josh and Paia. He wants to know, Actress slash MMA fighter Gina Carano was recently fired from what television show? What is Fox and Friends? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. I'm sorry. What is The Mandalorian? What is The Mandalorian? Is correct. Yeah. Yeah, she got fired from The Mandalorian. A, a very scandal. You know what, though? Uh, here's the thing. First of all. I really wish there was more nudity in Disney TV shows. <laughs> she made a couple missteps because first she made some joke about pronouns, which I don't think was worth getting fired over. But then when people yelled at her, she compared herself to Jews in Nazi Germany, <laughs> and nobody knows more about Nazis than Disney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, you got three out of three, Chuck, so very good. Because I'm the smartest buffalo alive! So you're not that great at Peacock or Poppycock, no, but, when it, comes, stupid but when it comes to Chuck's stuff, the knowledge buffalo, you knocked it out of the park. Jesus Christ almighty. And that also means that that's the end of the show. Oh, man. And what a great show it was today, Chuck. Well, thanks for mis- for joining me here at Biscuit Corner. I got to get back to watching TV. <laughs> I'll see you next week. Same gravy time, same biscuit place. And from me to you, hello! <laughs> I have so much heartburn. <laughs>